Welcome to the podcast where you get your news and views of the sports world that we live in. And now here's your podcaster, Lige Weichers. Welcome to the Lige Weichers Show. The good news is we survived. That's right. The most depressing, saddest week of NFL football of all year. That's right. Week two. I'm proclaiming it. The worst week of all. I had so much excitement going into this week. I was ready for multiple victories, a victory Monday, and everything just comes crashing down. But I'm not here to make excuses. Let's jump right into it. A quick week week two recap. And where do we got to start? But obviously the Colts and Texans game. Talked last week about how this was an overlooked game. We had Anthony Richardson versus CJ Stroud. And what do you know? Anthony Richardson comes out, starts looking good. Boom, runs for a touchdown. What do you know? Boom, another touchdown. Two rushing touchdowns for Anthony Richardson. And then all of a sudden, here we go questionable to return with a concussion this was very sad to see not only because I played him so much in fantasy but Anthony Richardson was finally starting to cook Shane Steichen said let's add a little bit more to this guy's play and see how he can progress the plan for Anthony Richardson was starting to show itself and yes was it the Houston Texans with many injuries absolutely but the Colts were starting to do what you have to expect out of them when they play a lesser team that's beat them up a little bit The defense, it was solid, I would say. The pass rush was getting home. C.J. Stroud dropped back over 50 times, ended up throwing for some yards in some garbage time after Gardner Minshew came in. But I think Stroud is going to be A-OK. And Anthony Richardson, I've heard some comparisons to RG3, and I have to stop those right now. This is no RG3. This is a concussion. Things are going to happen. Richardson will be back probably not this week. But he will be back. He will be strong. He looked good. Honestly, the development is there. He is even surprising me a little bit. I expected him to take a little longer to start looking good. And I know it's the Texans. I don't want to get out over my skis. But Anthony Richardson looked good. And there's there's bright days ahead for the Colts. I would not mind being a Colts fan right now. That's all I'll say. Next thing we got to talk about, a couple surprising 0-2 teams in the NFL. Let's start with the LA Chargers, the team that looks really good on paper, has a bunch of good players, but especially on defense, they don't actually stop people from scoring. An overtime loss to the Titans? I didn't catch all of this game, but whenever I was watching, it seemed like the Chargers were dominating, yet Titans stayed close. The Chargers made some classic Charger mistakes. I'm not sure what's going on. Is Herbert not able to get him over the hump? Is Brandon Staley going to be the first head coach fired? Very interesting. Kellen Moore talked so much about they're going to take deep shots. They're going to throw the ball downfield. And are we even seeing that more? Yes, but not to the extent I was hoping for. Brandon Staley might have to go. He doesn't even go for it on fourth down anymore. And that defense has a collection of parts, but as a sum, they are not very good. The other team, to me, the more concerning team, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. The Bengals looked lifeless week one and feeble week at best week two, losing a game by three points to the Ravens. What's up with Joe Burrow's calf? Why can't this guy stay healthy? Why does he look so poor when he seemingly is healthy? There's just a lot of concerns in Cincinnati, and that division is... It's not looking to be great. The Steelers and the Browns are rough, but what do they all have? That's good defense. And that could be an issue for the Bengals who have looked really bad. Joe Burrow, questionable, maybe going to play on Monday. But this game is kind of important for them. I wouldn't want to start 0-3 if I'm the Chargers or the Bengals. And that's all I'll say. 
I'm not going to avoid it any longer. We have to talk about the Detroit Lions. I sat here on this podcast and proclaimed 14-3. and I see a couple losses, but I said 14-3. and I said this team would run through the Seattle Seahawks. And what do you know? The game stays close for a little bit. And the Lions, but there's there's opportunity to put them away. What do you know? First play out of halftime, David Montgomery, fumble. Oh, geez, just like that, we've given the Seahawks life. What in the world's going on? Next drive, what do you know? Pick six, Jared Goff. Has this interception streak everyone's talking about, hasn't thrown an interception in so long? Boom, there it hits you. Right when you can't have it, a pick six. The Lions all of a sudden are fighting for their lives. Down 10 in the fourth quarter, they go a little bit conservative, but do force overtime, and Seattle gets the ball first. What do they do? They march right down the field on this defense and score a touchdown, leaving me searching for answers. Some of the answers I want. What in the world's Aaron Glenn doing with this defense? Why is he scheming back off coverage when all Geno Smith wants to do is throw the ball short because he has a backup offensive line? The defensive line. How are we not getting pressure? I understand Geno Smith is able to throw short and quick every time, but we have to disrupt the game somehow. We can't just let him sit in clean pockets all time to run these play-action misdirection with guys running wide opens. How do the Lions have so many backup tight ends running wide open against them every single year? And for that reason, I, I have to say it. Fire Aaron Glenn. This guy is a better people motivator than he is at scheming defense. And what I want my defensive coordinator to be able to do is scheme a defense to stop the offense. And just when I thought my misery was over, I saw the injury report for this week. That's right. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, torn peck, out for the year. James Houston, broken ankle, IR. Kirby Joseph, not practicing the last couple days. Taylor Decker, still out. Vitae, right guard. Not looking good. Probably going to be Graham Glasgow at right guard. What is going on with the Detroit Lions? Amon Ross St. Brown even missed a practice. Fortunately, he did come back in a limited capacity. And David Montgomery looking to be out multiple, maybe only one week, disastrous struck the Detroit Lions. I'm not sure exactly what happened. It was a bad loss. Okay, we can recover and boom, all sorts of injuries. As I was sitting there wondering where the Lions would go, I I found this quote from Dan Campbell from before the year. It goes, you're going to be expected to not lose in other games if you can beat the Chiefs. That's the reality. So if you slip up and lose a game, well, then you're trash again. And you know what? That's exactly what's happened. Lions beat the Chiefs and expectations go through the moon. Lions fans can't contain themselves with hype. All of a sudden, they lose one game that, yeah, I'll say it. They should have won. They played better, but the scoreboard didn't reflect that. And what do you know? They're trash. Dan Campbell's talked about this. Dan Campbell knows what to do to get his team back on track. I said last week, maybe it was two weeks ago, 14-3 for the Lions. And why did I not say 17-0? I said, I'll... I'll give them a couple losses, a couple that maybe they should win, but they'll lose. This is one of those games. I don't care about all the injuries. I don't care about how thin the depth is. There's some toughness to this team. There's a will to keep moving forward to say, hey, one loss will not define us in the year. And for that reason, I am heading to Detroit this week. I have to see this team in person, to see the resilience, to see the bounce back that they are going to offer against the Atlanta Falcons in week three. Home turf, once again, Ford Field will be sold out, and I will witness the Detroit Lions manhandle the Atlanta Falcons, get back on track, and assert themselves as the dominant force in the NFC North. I'll say it. I believe. I am completely in on the Lions. All the doubters, come on board. We love all the doubters. 
because this team will prove once again to have grit and toughness and play for Dan Campbell in a way that no other team will. I am prepared to see a team that will win and not just win. They will win by margin and go on, I'll say, a long winning streak. But I can't talk about the Lions anymore. We'll talk about them plenty quickly. Let's talk about the Colts-Ravens game in week three. This is not necessarily going to be the most entertaining game to watch as a Colts fan because Anthony Richardson trending towards not playing. That means Gardner Minshew will be there. Does that help their chances of winning? I'd say it's about neutral, maybe a slight downgrade. But the Ravens, I have to give them the edge in this game. The Colts are going to be, I would say, average on offense and defense. And Lamar Jackson will probably have a Another solid game, and the Ravens will move forward, but we won't have a ton of answers about how good they truly are until later in the season. The other game I got to talk about, the previously talked about 0-2 Chargers play the 0-2 Vikings. This is a big game. The Vikings just traded for Cam Akers, if, if you like that. But overall, the Vikings are another team that seem to have played pretty well, but just can't keep up on the scoreboard. Kirk Cousins puts up some good numbers, but the team just doesn't play well together. I lean Chargers in this game. But to me, both teams are desperate for the win. Maybe the Chargers get it. But this game is one to keep your eye on if you're not already focused on the Lions or the Colts game. Now, last week, we implemented the segment of Lige's Lock of the Week. I had it locked in under 47.5 for the Lions and Seahawks game. And I can't get into it anymore, but we know how that ended. So the second iteration of Lige's Lock of the Week. To get back to 1-1, one one, 500 for the year, we're going with the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars over 44. That's right, lock it in. C.J. Stroud and Trevor Lawrence are going to get into a bit of a duel down in Jacksonville, and this game is going over 44. Mark it down. That's all I got for this week. I need to head to Detroit to get a look, a, a first-hand view of what's going on with the Detroit Lions. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Light Dwight or so. Leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars would really help the show. And I'll talk next week.